Welcome everyone to Real Talk Baseball. Tonight we have first half recap, buy lows, sell highs, and bust and breakouts. All coming up on Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, everyone, to Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. Before we get started, if you could just please like this video and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, so as you can see, Javi is not with us today, but we got Kev Mo taking his place for, for the moment. Uh, yep. How's it going, Kev? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Hanging in there. Yeah, it, it's it's been a... Um, it's been a little bit more eventful this week than than I kind of thought it would be. Just yeah. all-star break and... and um, you know, honestly, I think I feel like this is the first time that I've been actually really excited for this All Star break. The home run derby was really exciting. So good. It was amazing. Finally, the National League took yeah. over. Yeah. About time, man. But yeah. I, I think Javi called it. He actually said that the National League was going to win this season. I, Did he? I oh, nice. Yeah, I really didn't think so, just because I, I was looking at the lineup of the, yeah. the league. They were just freaking stacked, man. Otani in the lineup. But yeah. honestly, though, Otani didn't do anything. He didn't, yeah. Game, you know, I yeah. Know, maybe maybe he's uh, playing a little conservatively, <laughs> blister because. Yeah, of, oh. I I thought he wasn't going to play at all because of the blister. I mean, he's having such a killer season. I thought that any little thing. That's why at, at first I was kind of leaning towards the National League too because I was like, well, maybe Otani's not going to play and McClanahan's not playing and blah blah blah. But I mean, hey, I'm glad. Obviously, I'm glad National League won. So yeah, that's man. cool. It was, but you're right, dude. The All Star the All Star break was awesome, and I love that they switched up the. Uh, I, you know, I usually don't follow the the MLB draft that much. I do like the first couple of players just because I'm interested. But I like that they switched it to where it was like, you know, that was on Sunday. You had the futures game and or yeah. futures game. You had that, and then you had the All Star. It's like it flowed so well, and I I thought it was it was pretty cool. And the home run derby, whoo, good one. I know, man. That was that was really exciting. The the only thing about the uh, the First, first round player draft or, or whatever you call yeah. Sorry. First year player, um, yeah. I don't like my uh, Rob Manfred, and I don't think anyone else does. So it kind of yeah. sucks that he was presenting all the awards. It was really cool that yeah. he no, you know. Yeah. That, that was really cool. Um, I, I wish that they would kind of have like an honorary type of host, you know, or yeah. someone different every year. Um, kind of like an award show, you know. Sure. Like how like the, uh, the Oscars have like Chris Rock and then yeah, have, yeah. Kevin Hart, and then you know, random random um, presenters every yeah. every year. So yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I feel I think like. so too. I, I agree. out there. Yeah, um, there's guys that are actually like Pete Rose comes to mind, where yeah. we know that he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like Rob right. Mitchell already said, like no, he's not, not going to be in. Right. And and uh, he broke rule number one, blah blah blah. But it'd be really cool to see him maybe um, be involved. Know, yeah, be involved in something, yeah. some way. And maybe not go in the Hall of Fame as a player or a coach because he's already out of there, but maybe be an announcer and be yeah. in, you know a, a different type of Hall of Fame, maybe ESPN or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Uh, let's he just have the comments. We got some comments already. Uh, Javi says, called it, homie. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's up, Javi? What's up? Wish you were, uh, wish you were on the show, yeah. with us, man. Uh, Jamal, I didn't forget about you, man. I'm just gonna wait to to show your comment until we get to the the trade section of um, of the show today. And Tony says, "What's up, fellas? What up, Tony? Will has a picture of Manfred on his nightstand. Yeah, right, he, that, he throws I, darts at and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's covered in holes all over. There you go. Face. Yeah, and burn holes from my cigars." <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. Let's see. Uh, so first up, I, I actually want to talk about uh, some busts first. Um, there, I have the ADP here. Uh, so number one overall in most fantasy leagues this past season was Trey Turner. And Trey Turner has been a huge so. appointment this year. Uh, this kind of just shows the comparison from yeah. last year to this year. So this year, he's... Uh, 
points per game is at a 3.02, which is actually really not that bad. Right. You know, three points a game is great for a sixth or seventh round pick. <laughs> it's a good when, player, yeah. Going number one overall, man, you want these like 2022 numbers where it's 4.03 points per game. A 303 batting average last year at this time, this year it's at a 347. The county stats actually aren't that bad, at least for runs and stolen right. bases. But 10 home runs compared to 14 last year and 32 RBI compared to 68 last season. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the, the biggest one right there. Right. Um, I mean, he was in a different kind of lineup. You know, the Phillies are not the Dodgers. And right. um, Trey Turner had a lot more chances to, to get some RBIs last season. And with that batting average that he had last season, you yeah, know, he was going to see a lot more counting stats. So. Right. And honestly, the stolen bases are underwhelming this year. If you, I mean, like right there, it looks like you know, obviously, it's more than it was last year by two. But with how the bigger bases are and how stolen bases have gone up as a whole, I mean, it, it, you would think it's it would be higher, and not only by two from Trey Turner, it should be like a lot more. Yeah, I I would think that he'd be closer to like Ronald Acuna. Now. Oh yeah, hundred percent, like thirty. You know, yep. but he's not reaching base at, you know, right. 80 like he was last season. So right. less opportunities to run. It, it, it makes him suffer kind of all around the place. So absolutely, uh, that is the biggest bust, honestly, that I have for this season for hitters. Uh, yeah. The biggest bust, I think we've talked about him a lot is Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. Um, un- I, I don't really want to go too much into detail with Sandy sure. Alcantara because we've already we've mentioned him, about him yeah. a few times, you know, this season. So, the next guy I want to talk about is Corbin Burns. Uh, second biggest bust, I believe, of this season, just because he was, you know, first round, early second round pick this season. Um, you know, the points per game actually don't do it justice as to show like how bad he's actually been this season, because last season, you know, 20 point four point uh 20.48 points per game last season is pretty good uh 17.20 this season is actually not that much less when you think about you know only three points less per week it's not that bad but you know that that's just in points leagues but if we're talking right. categories leagues that Whew. is look look at the strikeout difference yeah 144 strikeouts this time last year and this year it's only 102 that's that was his i mean that's what he was known for is just striking people out and and not you know and not walking anyone look at the whip you know and it's just it's significantly it's just it's he's yeah he's not the same i mean and again like we're talking about bus relative to their adp he's still like serviceable he's still a good good pitcher i mean like in a categories league he is hurting you more but i mean it's just Relative to the ADP, it's, you know, people are pretty upset and rightfully so. Yeah. In most leagues, he was going around uh, 13 or 14 overall. So right. To get this type of production and in, in the end of the first round, at, you know, the, the first, second round turn, th- this is pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the only silver lining that I see is he only has four losses. So you're at least you're not getting super negative points from that you know here he was at a seven seven four win loss rate this year he's only at seven five so that's not too bad but you're also giving up you you know every time he gets a hit that's a negative one point every time he gives up a walk that's in our league it's a it's a negative point five yeah Uh, in some leagues it's a negative one so uh that whip is a huge difference right there that's uh almost 30 points lower uh last year than it is this year so uh Corbin Burns. It, it, I don't really know what else to say about him. Um, let's go on to the next one. This one isn't so bad, but I still feel like I want to put him on there because he was going, you know, first round, um, number five or number six overall this season, and that's Juan Soto. Yeah. Or uh, I, I've heard him being called uh, Juan Succo this season. <laughs> Um, it's it's he actually doesn't have too no much of a difference in numbers between last season and this season, but he sucked last year too. Yeah, so I mean the, these numbers are like I, I you know I was basically going to say exactly that. Like last year was already worse than what his normal what he normally was, and then at the start of this season he started off so bad. And honestly, he had a lot a pretty decent last month, and I think a lot of these numbers are inflated just off that last month. So you know who knows he he could be turning it around a little bit more, but I mean. If it, it almost would do it more justice to show like 2021 numbers because it's it's a big drop off like 
from that for sure. Yeah, you mentioned his uh, his numbers were kind of on the on the incline the past couple months. Yeah, uh, slightly. In May, he batted three thirty three. In June, he batted ninety five. Now, those those are definitely some Juan Soto numbers. Right. Uh, five home runs in May and four home runs in June. So mm-hmm. I I like what I'm seeing there. Yeah. And even though it's a small sample size, in July only thirty seven plate appearances, twenty eight at bats. Uh, right. He's batting one seventy nine, but. That that uh on base percentage is still there, dude. Uh, yeah, three fifty one on base percentage to go along with that one se- one seventy nine batting average. So in points leagues, he is still extremely valuable. Oh, not sure. first round caliber type of right. production, but you know not not enough to make me want to go out and trade him or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go. We get, we got another comment here. My bad, dude. Uh, school and home project got me a little occupied. I'll be there next week for sure. Sounds good, man. No and worries. No we worries. Miss you when you're not here. I actually tried to get Carlos on the show also, but he is having a little bit of technical difficulties as well. Uh, and he just texted me that his neighbor's house is on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to text yeah. him later. Uh, see yeah. what's going on. Um, hopefully hope everything's all right. Yeah. I hope, hope everything's good, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, all right. So. That is the bus that I had for, um, you know, that that I got the the graphics ready for. Did you have any other names in mind that you might want to mention? Um, no, honestly, those were you kind of kind of stole the ones right out of out of what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's for the most part what I was kind of what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, I was going through ADP and I kind of went yeah. through like the top 100, you know. And there's other ones that we could mention. JT Realmuto, that's kind of been, you know. Yeah, Manny Machado. Yeah, Manny Machado, but you know, it, I, I feel like those guys that are going, um, oh, uh, where was he at? Uh, JT Rio Muto going 39 overall. Yeah, you know, he's a catcher, and you, you can't really expect too much from a catcher anyway. Um, 39 is the fourth round, so yeah. fourth round production. I, I'm not really expecting it could really go either way you know i think i, I agree and that's kind of why I, I didn't i kind of left him off is because of the whole catcher thing i think his he almost gets a little inflated because he is or you know was the top catcher especially in categories because he steals bases but um you know i guess yes relative to where he's at and to the rest of the catchers he is a bust but again it's you know production per production wise it's not too bad and i i brought up manny machado and i and again it's kind of similar to soto i feel like he's turning it around too right now so it's it's kind of some of these guys were i was kind of teetering on bus because it's hard to say when they're you know going out and and starting to do what they're doing the last like month you know yeah manny machado has actually turned it around Pretty, pretty solid, uh, pretty yeah. Solid. Yeah. Um. So far in July, he's batting four oh six. So uh, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, a small sample size, sure. but he's he's definitely trying to turn things around. And yeah. um, he, he's on a team that if they get hot, they could actually make a make a run for you know division winner. They're yeah. they're not that far behind the Dodgers yeah. and the Diamondbacks. So and they have all, they have way too much talent. They got the skills. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's go into um. Let's go into your sell highs. So, right. so Kevmo's sell high. The first one we got here is Lane Thomas. Go ahead and take it. All right, guys. Uh, Lane Thomas. Uh, I think a lot of people before this season might not even have really known too much of what he is. He's been in the season or in the league, I guess, I think it was about five seasons before this. Um, and so right now his numbers look solid and he's been pretty good producer. As you can see on, on the graphic here, 14 home runs. Uh, eight stolen bases, 302 average, been pretty solid. But uh, if you look back at his history, this guy is the kind of guy who's a 250. He's a 250 hitter um, for his average. And his home run total last year is like already he's um, three away from that. So, I mean, obviously people break out and they can turn things around. Um, but, I mean, and I mean, if this is the kind of guy that you want to, you know, really rely on, then cool. I think you might be able to sell high on him and turn him into something else that might be something a little bit more reliable. Or, I mean, especially if you got to know your league, but if you, if you have some, if you're with some guys that are some of these guys that we're talking about that are starting to turn things around, maybe you can package Lane Thomas and something for, you know, even these guys that we were talking about, like, like Soto or Machado, that if they're, if people are freaking out, obviously, like we said, they're turning things around. So I don't know if you could be able to do those people exactly, but you know, that's why it's so high. This guy has been, 
helping people uh, all season, especially like in a categories league with the with the averages or with like the average and RBIs and stuff. But uh, actually, points league too with with his batting average. But yeah, I would I would say that um, I would expect his numbers to come back down to earth if I had to guess. I don't know if we lost Will here or if they lost me. Sorry, I had my uh, my microphone muted. All right, we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, pre-All-Star break, Lane Thomas ha- has never had this type of production before. Stolen right. bases have always kind of been there. He's never been there. like a stolen base standout, actually. And yeah. 14 home runs this season. In in uh, last season, he had 548 plate appearances, which is basically playing a full season. He had 17 home runs total. So now to right. have 14 home runs just before the All Star break, I I feel like you might be able to get something you know, yeah, pretty pretty good in return for yeah. him. Um, if people are just looking at the numbers right now, they're gonna say, "Whoa, this guy's killing it!" and just take advantage of that because yeah, I mean. I don't think he's going to end with 30 home runs. Yeah. And there's a lot of struggling pitchers out there that are easy by lows. Right. You know? So um, Lane Thomas could maybe um, you, if you have a pitcher, that's kind of like a mid tier talent kind of bundle Lane Thomas and a, another pitcher for a struggling pitcher like Corbin Burns, or, I mean, yep. I don't think anyone's going to give away Corbin Burns uh, for, for that type of price. But, sure. You know, just throw it out there. Yeah, and, um, sure. you know, if someone is actually interested in trading for Lane Thomas, they will just send you like a counter offer. And um, and hopefully you can work out a deal before the deadline's over. Right. All right. Going next to your next sell high. Um, we got Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler. Actually, I'm kind of bummed that Javi's not on here because I know that he has him and he's been kind of carrying him. Uh, a little bit this this season but uh Solaire I mean look at his home runs man 23 obviously you know you're not getting steals from him I mean his average is is going to be right there where it's at but Jorge Soler is uh you know he's got the top 10 in in X slug and uh and also top 10 in in X woba uh top 5 uh max um, exit velocity. And so th- all those things are, are awesome. Um, if you, I kind of saw, I was looking at his, his numbers and I kind of saw he almost has a, like an every other year type of thing. And so technically this would fall into the every other year where, um, he, he has a ton of home runs, but I think I was looking at it. He has, um, I think it was other than like, so two years ago and then Two years before that, he had over 13 home runs. Every other year, he hasn't hit more than 13. And whether it's just big slumps or injuries, he is a guy that just hits, you know, doesn't usually perform that well. So this guy right now, especially, you know, if someone's looking at the the power and whatnot, if you can, you know, afford to lose out on some of the home runs, uh, I don't don't necessarily expect him to have a crazy amount of, of production still going forward. And I also saw that he is a big splits guy. So he had, let's, let's see what I got here. 66 at bats. Um, and he is 10 of 20, 10 of his 23 home runs are against lefties. He's batting 333. He's batting 233 against righties. So half his home runs in May alone are, half of his home runs were from May alone. So, you know, if you take those, you know, take May out of it, that's, you know, that's already half of his home runs. And, you know, if he's going to have those bad splits, that's going to be something that, you know, is going to kind of, you know, work its way out. And Jorge Soler, I don't know if he's going to be the crazy league winning home run guy for you. Um, and he might be because he's done it before. He's hit 49 in a, in a year, but he's also hit 13 in a year. And, you know, see where yeah. he ends up. He's he's always been the type of guy that hits the ball extremely hard. Super hard. He has um, an average exit velocity uh, over his career at a 91.3 miles an hour. Anything over 90 miles an hour is amazing. And we see this guy max exit velocity at almost 118 miles an hour in 2021. So uh, it it was 117.6 last year, 117.9 the year before. He's never had a, a max exit velocity under 114 miles an hour. 
And that is just incredible. Insane, yeah. In itself, you know. Um, I I, I kind of like the lineup that he's in also. You know, hitting True. behind guys like Luis Arias, mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason why his RBIs yeah, are so, are so yeah. high. You know, the, the Marlins actually have a pretty decent lineup, pretty yeah. decent pitching staff. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of make a push for the division as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that was Kevin's sell high. Um, let's go with my first sell high, which I think might be a little bit of a shocker for a lot of people. And that is Ellie De La Cruz, the the phenom from this season. Uh, so far he only, only has 126 at bats, but dude, did you watch the game where he throws, uh, he, he stole three bases in the same play? Yeah, that was insane. It was the same at bat. He stole second, he stole third and he stole home. That's like unheard of. I, I I think I read somewhere that that hadn't been done since like the 60s. Yeah. So it's been like 60 years basically since we've seen something like that done. Crazy. Like 25 batting average. That's definitely not sustainable. Uh, no. 887 OPS. I could see that. You know, he hits the ball extremely hard, harder than anyone else on the Reds. That's for sure. And um, 16 stolen bases is is extremely valuable. I, I feel like in a categories league, he is. It, very valuable the the reds yep. have a a very um scrappy lineup that just they they get on base and yep. this is the type of guy that's gonna he, he's gonna show that you know the 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 rbis and the runs are gonna be there because of that reason because he's in that lineup and playing in great american ballpark yeah great american ballpark is amazing for a guy that hits the ball this hard right um the only thing with ellie de la cruz is I feel like there is people are not uh, taking into a, fa- uh, a, a factor that he could slump at any moment. You know, he's yeah. a rookie. He's 21 years old. Um, can he sustain this? A 325 batting average? Definitely not. I think he's maybe closer to like a like a high 270s, maybe low 280s type of hitter like we've seen him in the past before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe he'll just be like a David Ortiz type and just go out there and just match every yeah. single season. But I feel like you could easily just kind of like sell this guy because of all the hype around him and go out there and get some solid pitching. Right. Everyone could always use some extra pitching in their lineup. And Man, I feel – I feel- I feel like someone did that in our league, man. Yeah, I wonder who that was. <laughs> no, that was oh, yeah, that, that was me. That was smart, man. I think you know. I think a you know in a dynasty league, it's it maybe a little bit different because I think this guy could be, you know, killer for years to come. But um, you know, I think in, especially in our type of keeper league where it's only keep five, and you know, we're gonna kind of change it next next year or whatever. I think it was really smart, and you went out and got uh, Zach Gallon, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, that was that was a pro move in my opinion. That was that was great. No, no, no disrespect to, to Javi, um, but I mean, and, and again, it just got. It's all about like where you're at in in the game, and you know, in the standings, and where you where you feel like you're where you're going. Um, but I, you know, it is a shocker to some people to sell high on Ellie De La Cruz. But um, again, it, it depends on where you're at and if and what you need. And Will felt like he needed pitching, and if you have Ellie and you feel like you need pitching, you can capitalize on it, and it's going to. You can do it, and it's smart too, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think um, in my case, it was actually the right thing to do because I have Manny Machado, because I have Austin Riley. So yeah, you had plenty. Yeah, my third baseman is, is pretty locked up. Now I yeah. could have put him at shortstop also, but I'm I I also have Wander Franco, who's been an amazing standout this yeah. season, and I also have Carlos Correa. So I do have two shortstops. Carlos yeah. Correa has been yeah, known yeah. as a guy that gets hurt pretty often, you know, but I also have Wander Franco. So I'm I'm hoping that I can at least have one of those guys healthy all season long. So that way my shortstop position is already locked up. I don't have to worry about it too much. And this season we went down to 10 teams. So it's not going to be too hard to find a shortstop replacement in the waiver wire. Yeah. In case I need to. Right. Um, all right, so that was Ellie Data Cruz, and my second. Now, this one shocked me because I really did not expect this coming. I thought this guy was just going to be terrible for the rest of his career <laughs> because we've seen that, you know, two, three years in a row. And this is a big sell high for me. If I had this player, I would go out there and try to sell him right now, especially for pitching. And that's going to be Mr. Cody Bellinger, ex Dodger. 
uh, Belly. current hub. And there's actually been some real Major League Baseball uh, talks about him possibly getting traded to the Yankees. Uh, a couple other teams have been in, in pop, you know. The last season, a 210 batting average. This, this is the whole season. 210 batting average with 19 home runs in, in, you know, for the season. Uh, that that's really bad. Seventy yeah. runs scored and sixty-eight RBI from a former MVP. That two ten batting average, like dude, a six fifty-four so OPS. Bad. That is just terrible. And you know, because of of the way that he's been playing the last couple of years, in some leagues he didn't even get drafted. You know, and he was constantly getting dropped and picked up, dropped and picked up. But this season, the production seems to be there. He, yeah. he is on a bit of a weak lineup. But you know, with with the um, the trade deadline coming up, he could potentially be you know the, a, a number three or number four in um, in a really solid lineup. So there's a lot of teams out there that could really use an outfielder or even a DH. You know, but right. they they could easily like I, I could see him being being um, on the Phillies. You know, and yeah, uh, taking over for Schwarber because Schwarber has just been terrible this season also you know yeah. I, I didn't put him as a buzz because he got drafted so low as well right uh, cody bellinger in a phillies uniform i i think that would turn some heads yeah, yeah. i i kind of i i think i'm with you and i also but I, I have to say i think they as much as i don't like the yankees i think the yankees this i mean i think his dad played for the yankees mm-hmm. he uh you know with a short porch and then bellinger's you know big lefty swing i mean his home runs you're gonna ex- you can expect more for sure just for being in that on that in that stadium. Um, you know, with Judge being out for as long, I think the Yankees are gonna be in on some of the big names like we were saying. Um, obviously Otani, if that happens, um, if uh, if the Padres kind of go on a skid, maybe Soto, and then I think that this would be the guy that they're gonna end up wanting to go after. And I think Bellinger would probably like to be a Yankee as well. Again, with, you know, same thing with the porch and his dad being on the team, he would he'd probably, not that he has, I don't know if he has a choice with, I'm sure he doesn't have a, a no trade clause being on a short contract and how bad he was last year. But, um, but yes, I'm with you. Sell high on him right now because you saw what he, you know, what he did last year. You've, we've all seen the slumps and the, you know, and the, the rises and falls of him. And if, People are looking at it, going, "Oh yeah, Belly's Belly's back to what he was his MVP season or whatever." Then, then yeah, go go capitalize on it, man. Yeah, and and you know I'm I'm looking at um Cody Bellinger's Statcast page right now also, and his uh his real numbers look good, but his yeah. expected numbers do not look good. He right. has an expected batting average of two forty eight, an expected slug of three ninety two. So that's that's pretty bad. Right. Um, the K rate uh, uh, has been a, a pleasant surprise for him this season. Last year, it was at a 27.3% and the year before was 26.9. So those were like the two worst seasons for him. This season, he's down at 17.6. It was actually right in line with his um, his MVP season. His MVP season was a 16.3% K rate. So it's only about one point higher. Yeah. Uh, walk rate is still pretty low. It's at 8.2. I'd like to see that tick up a little bit, closer to like maybe 2020 numbers when he was at 12% walk uh-huh. rate. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't look at expected stats. So you could really get away with selling him just for like the surface value, seeing right. the 298 batting average and and the nine home runs. He he looks like he's on a 2020 pace, and um, you know this season there's a lot of guys on a 2020 pace, but not with a 298 batting average. So, right, and, and right. the name, the name, the name, him, you know, Abs- absolutely. He was part of the you know the the World Series team. Uh, yeah, you know, so I, I feel like that is in itself enough to try to get some some um, pretty good value in return. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. That was my second. So uh, yeah. we are done with the sell high segment. Uh, going into the buy lows. Actually, we have a couple comments. Let's see. Let's see. Tony um, nah, says, I have belly. What can I get for him? Um, dude, you're the king of trades. I don't know why you're asking us, man. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Tony. <laughs> I mean, sh- shoot him out there. I, I don't know if if anyone in our league is really going to bite at that, just because 
um, a lot of the the teams in our league are Dodger fans, and right. there, I felt like Belly just kind of like left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, you know, because of the last couple of years that that he was in the Dodgers uniform, and it's all Kike Hernandez's fault. I'm just gonna be out there, and I, I'm gonna say it, you know, wh- why you why are you trying to mess up Belly's arm with that hard, oh. yeah, you know, <laughs> during the World Series, like right. on, let's do a chest bump. Let's not. <laughs> It's not um it's a little you know, one of these high, high five or handshakes, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like let let let's let's let let everyone try to stay healthy, man. We're in 2023 and we know a lot of baseball players are soft. You know, it's not like we got like the, the ripkins of the world anymore that right. can play six thousand games in a row, you know. Let's let, let's try to keep everyone healthy, which actually, the, you know, MLB is making some strides towards keeping everyone healthy with the National League DH, with the right. banning of trucking at home, um, the, the third base <laughs> you, part, you know. Um, so I, I like what I'm seeing from MLB. And um, let, let's see, you know, hopefully some players can, you know, try to be a little bit more cautious as well. To answer your question, Tony, I think, um, you know, we're going to go over some buy lows. Um, one, you know, the guy that I'm going to first talk about might be a little bit harder now after uh, what he's doing currently. But um, I would say, you know, trying to go after some some pitching maybe. And I think and I don't have to, you know, like we said, Tony, you're the king of trades. So, you know, you know this, but like you got you have to know your league. You have to know the players in your league. Like Will said, he, you know, Billy left a lot of a bad taste in a lot of Dodger fans. Uh, mouth but you know uh, and for me I'm actually you know I I want to root for belly I still have a belly jersey and I'm like you know who knows so I don't need outfield right now um so you know it, it wouldn't be me but like you know you gotta you gotta read your league maybe you know you know, flip some stuff out there just talk to people oh yeah I think belly might be turning around okay perfect so I see you got Dylan Cease and blah 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 and you know you never know so yeah Dylan Cease could be like a like a buy low also that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so you, you might be able to do something like that. And if, you know, if that person needs outfield, don't just throw it out there unless the guy actually needs an outfielder or potential first baseman now that he's playing first base a little bit again. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Tony's, Tony's laughing. When all his <laughs> that bastard. Yeah. Yeah. They, they shipped his ass off to Boston. So that's right. Probably because they were salty about him hurting <laughs> breaking belly, breaking belly, breaking the MVP. Like, come on, yeah, you broke him. All right, well, uh, you brought it up, so let's go ahead and get into let's it. Of Mo's first by low, we have you, Darvish. You, Darvish, look at these, look at this ERA, guys. Uh, 487. Uh, this is not the you, Darvish, that we uh, we all know. He's usually around a 350, um, and his. He's, I mean, he's, he's going to come back to it. it again. It's hard for me to say this, um, you know, now he literally is pitching against the Phillies today. He's gone six innings, five hits, one earned run, two walks and nine strikeouts. So he might already be turning, <laughs> turning it around. So you might've missed your window to buy low already as it is. Uh, but you know, his expected batting average, um, is 233. So I believe I'll make this short and sweet in the second half bounce back is coming and it might have already started today against him you know not a fantastic Phillies lineup but it's it's a decent Phillies lineup especially you got to consider the Phillies actually beat beat up on the Padres pretty often so I think Darvish coming out and doing this today um that by low window might have might have closed but uh hey floats float some offers still if people might think that you know because he got extra rest or something that he's not going to be he's not going to be this but you know, 487. He, you know, I, I'm not a huge U Darvish guy. I blame, I blame a lot of 2017 uh, World Series loss on Darvish. Um, obviously, the uh, the cheaters as well. But uh, Darvish, Darvish is part of it. Year. A scandal year. I, but I'm not, I'm not a huge Darvish guy. But I, I would still, you know, got to separate your heart from from the game if you're playing fantasy. I would buy low on him if you still have that opportunity. But yeah, you mentioned the uh, the 233 expected batting average. He also has a 368 expected ERA. So right. that that the the Major League Baseball ERA is pretty inflated. But yeah. because we're seeing that expected ERA, I feel like expected ERA is going to be uh, lower in um, for a lot of pitchers because of the ban of the shift. You know, sure. a, a yeah. lot of times the the ball is on the floor on the ground and. A lot more. Uh, these balls are just finding holes because there is no shift right now. Yeah. 
um, that could be the reason, one of the reasons for, um, you know, his inflated ERA uh, compared to his uh, expected stats. But yes, right. I completely agree. I think that you Darvish is a great buy low. If you can go ahead and just throw some offers out there. Throw them out there. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind, um, you know, throwing some offers out there also. But the problem is, in every league that I'm in, uh, it's it's all uh, keeper leagues. So I, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to want to get rid of you yeah. as a keeper unless he was like super expensive, right? Um, like a salary cap or or something like that. All right, going to your next one. Uh, right, we got <laughs> Riley Ryan? Green. Riley Green. Uh, it's. Uh, quick little uh, little thing, guys. Uh, I went ahead and sent sent uh, sent my buy low um, uh, to Will, and then about three minutes later, he went and picked up Riley Green. I was <laughs> I, like, I had to take the graphic off so that way everyone can see the smile on my face. <laughs> um, I mean, I had I had equal chance to pick him up, so like you know, I I, I can't be mad at him. But I I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking about picking him up. Um, I might have needed someone for for a little bit um, for a couple couple games here while someone's coming off the aisle but um Riley Green small sample size but he you know he's hitting 305 um, he's got let's see ex- expected batting average of 277 so obviously right now his average is is great you know 305 but an expected of 277 is is still really solid um, six home runs uh, six stolen bases but this guy is a high upside guy who when he's on, he's pretty solid. Triple uh, A numbers were insane. Yes, it's minor leagues, but the guy was was just raking. Uh, two games back, he's four for seven with a home run. So you know he's he's a high upside guy. I'm. I think a lot of the guys in our league would know that I'm. I'm kind of a, a prospect guy a little bit. I like a lot of the young guys. Um, I have an affinity for them. They uh, something about him, but he he's just got like good. You know confidence at the plate he makes good contact he's i mean he's not on a good team but he's gonna hit it high on the uh, in the lineup um but he's he's just a guy that he's can he's gonna get you especially in the categories league he's gonna get you your numbers he's not gonna like win you the league with any particular thing but he's gonna be pretty solid um you can buy low and in some leagues you might even be able to just pick him up off the waiver wire uh will so you know you <laughs> might, but but I, w- I would say take a flyer on him you know depending on what you have or if you have like i was gonna say like i had a guy on an eye on an, in an il spot i need someone for a couple games he was hot right before the break pick him up plug him in see if he stays hot give yourself a a, a good problem to have and see you know who you want to drop when guys come back healthy or, or whatever you know i think riley green has the makings to be a pretty good player in this league um and i think we kind of got robbed of a little bit of his uh of this breakout potential season with his injury but we'll see how the second half goes yeah uh riley green was riley green was actually drafted number six overall in 2019 so he is so, prospect uh, pedigree. he was a, a high top prospect in yeah. the, the detroit organization um you know, he he always had some hype about him, always. But like you said, the injury concerns, like that, that kind of like pushed him down a little yeah. bit. He did play injured a little bit last season. Yeah, his numbers did not look as great, you know, maybe as they are now. But maybe this is the Riley Green that um, that we could actually see going forward. And um, you know, outfielders in in most leagues that have like the three outfielders, um, yeah, a couple utilities. You know, maybe this guy could still possibly be out there. Um, probably not right. because he's been a little bit hot for a little while. Yeah. But, um, I, I definitely recommend picking him up. I feel like this is just the beginning of the breakout for Riley Green. Um, he had his slump last season. And um, I, I feel like now that he's healthy, we could actually see some pretty decent production. And next year, I think he's actually going to get drafted a little bit higher than he yeah. has, you know, this season or, or even last season. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... I Completely agree with De- that one too. Definitely not position wise, or obviously, you know, he hits from the other side. But for some reason, I just get like a Jonathan India vibes. Like he is not gonna. I mean, I guess maybe not as many steals, but like he's, you know, he's just gonna hit the ball, get you some decent average, maybe a little bit of pop, some steals. He's just gonna be very serviceable, and as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I I like the uh, 
the K percentage. It's under 30%. You know, yeah. we, we've seen him strike out a lot. A lot. So under 30%. Um, I, I like to see that in, in a rookie. I mean, yeah. he's not really a rookie anymore. Last year was his rookie season, but he's still a rookie. Like, you know, because he played appearance really and, and game wise. Yeah. 22 years old, you know, yeah. Um, I, I think about that, especially in potential keeper dynasty leagues, guys like 22 years old. Whew. Yeah. If, if you can get him for cheap like that, that would be, Go ahead and drop him, Will. I'm starting to like him even more. <laughs> hey, honestly, the only reason why I picked him up, I think I told you this also, is yeah. because Yandy Diaz went on the paternity list. Yeah. So I only need him for the weekend. Right. And after the weekend, I'm probably going to let him go also. Right. Uh, we got four new comments, so let's see. Um, we'll be doing that all the time. I, I, hey, you do that too, Tony. I yeah. Actually, uh, Tony picked up uh, Jaron Duran. And yeah. dude, I was I was like all over him the morning of, and I was like I don't know who to drop, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then later on, he ends up picking him up, so I'm texting him like, "Bro, you just stole my player." Yeah. Reading minds, dude. He's yeah, done that to seriously. me too. I can't remember who, but he did that to me, and I was like, "What? Did I text you that?" Let's uh, see. Uh, he also says Carlos and I would send our picks, and five minutes later, he would pick him up. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, I. I got to get every advantage I can. It's free you know? game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm playing against you guys. So right. I'm, I'm not going to let you one up me. You know, Absolutely. I'd rather be the one that runs up, uh, that one ones up you guys. Absolutely. And Javi says he needs to stay healthy. Yeah. He reminds me of Buxton. Uh, yeah. I, I like Buxton a little bit more than Riley Green. That yeah. Buxton had a lot more pop in his bat. Um, more, I, I more speed like, to it. Yeah, when, and yeah. and Buxton was more of like a defensive standout as well. Riley Green yeah. was not really known for his glove as much as uh, Buxton was, so we're not going to see him going out there and making like these crazy diving plays that Buxton used to yeah. do. And that was the reason why Buxton kept on getting injured, other than you know hitting getting hit by a pitch and and some random random things that cause injuries to Buxton. But um, right, I, I I feel like Riley Green is is a little more like um castellanos like with a little bit less pop you know yeah. so i could see him potentially being like a like a 15 homer guy 15 maybe 15 15 with a decent batting average yeah like 280 batting average going forward yeah all right let's go let's that was what I mean. let's go with mine so my first buy low and justin yeah. so Former Cy Young winner from the 2022 season. We saw him throw uh, 175 innings, 18 wins. That is just incredible right there. Yep. Um, 185 Ks and 175 innings with a 1.7 ERA. Now, this guy just came back from injury not too long ago. And uh, the 360 ERA, I really feel like he's not that type of pitcher. He's not done, you know? No. The, the, the strikeouts, that's the only thing that really kind of worries me. But if you can buy low on Justin Verlander, I would completely do it. Um, I think that Carlos actually just bought Justin Verlander in our league. and uh, Or maybe it's the other way around. No, yeah, I think uh, Tony. So Tony's the one that bought. Uh, Verlander, yeah. Oh, uh, here he is. Yeah, just trade for just Verlander. For him. <laughs> yeah, so. Whatever. Good job, Tony. I, I told you you were the king of trades, man. Once yep. I saw that, I'm like, oh, great. Tony got another another pitcher. But then I saw that he was number like eight in the standings, and I'm like, oh, well, whatever. It's fine. I'm, I'm back up in number three. I told you I was making a comeback, man. Back up in number three, and I don't even have Max Freed yet. Coming back, I think, next uh, next week, I believe. So, And we got Tony laughing over here. <laughs> Yeah, so Justin Verlander, I I, I feel like a, a lot of people are kind of down on him. He's about to be forty years old. Um, even though he's he was the Cy Young winner last season, you know, just coming off an injury during spring training and and he missed like the first month and a half, two months of the season. A lot of people are going to be down on him, especially seeing the strikeouts right there. So if you can get him for cheap, I would definitely recommend trying to go in out there and get him. Uh, I would you, try to make a, a trade for him. I know, I dude. I've been trying to make a trade for him all season. I just, you know, I, I've been, I, I like, I like Verlander. And would, do you, do you happen to know what his, uh, his contract is? I think that the Mets might be sellers, and Verlander might not be on the Mets by the end, by um, August second. There's actually been talks about Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer both being right. on the trade block. So um, I don't know. Um, I feel like he really needs to increase his trade stock to for yeah. the uh, 
for the Mets actually to want to trade him. He is very expensive. He actually signed a two-year deal with the Mets for $86 million. Oh, geez, yeah. That's so, more than $40 million a year. I don't know what team is really going to want to pay that much for a guy that they're only going to have control for a year and a half. Yeah. You know, so that that's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit tricky to do. Yeah, that's but, a good point. You know, Scherzer has been a, a little bit more consistent than Verlander this season. Right. In the beginning of the season, he wasn't doing too well, you know, right. but he's he's straightened out since then. So I feel like uh, Scherzer's uh, trade stock is is pretty high. So yeah. that one I could definitely see happening um, unless the Mets all of a sudden turn things around and push for that wild card. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the wild card. Maybe they will, but they're 16 games out of first place in the National Right. So they got about two weeks not going to figure out. Division. That, that has the, the Braves written all over it. All over it. All right. Going to my next uh, buy low, Corbin Burns, the guy there that we is. talked about earlier. Yes, uh, sir. A, a big bust. I mean, look, just look at those numbers from last season, you know. Uh, 243 strikeouts in 202 innings. The strikeouts are down this season. But I've already heard from him himself that uh, the Brewers are not going to be selling this season. That right. they are going to be trying to take over the division. They're they're at least going to try to compete with the Reds and um and try to take over because the Cardinals are just doing so bad this season. They don't really need to worry about them this season, and they're they're going to be sellers. We've actually heard yep. um, from the Cardinals owners and and personnel that they are going to be sellers before the deadline. So right. um, Corbin Burns, I, I feel like right now you might be able to get him for. A pretty decent price, you know. Um, yeah, seventy-five cents on the dollar type of thing. Yeah, so why not? You know, go out and try to get one of the greatest pitchers of this generation. And yep. um, you know, I I feel like if you have Corbin Burns on your team, you might be sick of him and might want to trade him. If you do have him on your team, you're gonna need him in the fantasy playoffs. So right. uh, if you're listening to this to this show and you have Corbin Burns, I would not sell. Um, but if you want Corbin Burns and you're listening to the show, hopefully no, uh, you know the guy that you were trying to buy from is not listening to this, and he <laughs> will go ahead and sell, and you can buy low on this guy. Yep. All right. So that completes the the buy low, sell high segment. Um, I do have some notes here. Uh, we got a little bit of time. Actually, you know what? Let's go back to those comments because uh, we had Jamal asking earlier what's up my dudes looking forward to watching the show do you think dylan cease and giolito get traded before the deadline so this actually is in part of my notes right here but Sweet. Let's, let's hear from you real quick kev yeah um so i was kind of talking i was telling will before the show i i see the white Sox uh making some moves i think that they're looking at a big picture and i know that that division's pretty bad but i think they're looking at a big picture and they're thinking fire sale i know that they have what four guys that they said were were uh, untouchables um and I think I know Cease and Giolito are not and are not part of those four. So I know Giolito has been linked to the Dodgers. I see that for sure, like almost for sure happening, um, unless the Dodgers are going all in on Otani. But Giolito is from LA. He's in the LA area, so I have a feeling that's happening. And then um, the other one that I was telling Will that I think I see some I see some things going down. Um, there's rumors that the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are um, you know, obviously in contention, they're like basically tied for the, with the Dodgers for first. Um, are gonna they need some starting pitching as well? Uh, I would say, and they have a shortstop pr- prospect, Jordan Lawler, who is supposed to be a stud. But the Diamondbacks also just drafted a shortstop in the first year player draft, so I could see them packaging that, sending uh, that for Dylan Cease to the White Sox, and then the White Sox going and part of the Giolito deal to the Dodgers who need a shortstop sending Tim Anderson. So yes, I do think Cease and Giolito by August 2nd will not be on the White Sox, if I had to guess. So what I saw um, from the White Sox is that they could have a fire sale this season. Uh, President of Baseball Operations for the White Sox says the the four names that are not up for trade are Dylan Cease, Luis Robert, Jimenez, and Andrew Vaughn. But you know the the million dollar man from WWF back in the eighties had had a, a saying: everybody's got their price. Oh, for know? sure. And that is the truth. It it doesn't matter what player it is. If it's Otani, if it's Dylan Cease, if it's Corbin Burns, whatever. Um, everyone's got their price. If you are willing to give up 
or not you, but like if major yeah. league baseball teams are willing to give up a, a certain amount of prospects to a team that is probably not going to be in the playoffs this season or maybe even you know a couple seasons from now, why would you hang on to any players to, to keep butts in the seats for you know a, a few butts in the seats? Because honestly, fans want to see teams win. They want to yeah. see their teams win. They don't want to sit there and just go and, and try to make it, try to plan out when the, the pitcher that they want to go and watch is going to be you know, pitching on on a certain night. Like, you know, if, if I'm going to a Phillies game and I'm like, oh, I want to see Zach Wheeler pitch or I want to see Ranger Suarez pitch, you know, how am I supposed to know when that guy is going to pitch? You never know. Yeah. You never know if players are going to have the day off or whatever. So putting butts in the seats, like, yeah, you know, that that's good and all. But honestly, like, if, if you're not trying to win, what are you doing? You know, that, that, that's not owner mentality. That's not manager mentality. You have to try to be in win mode um, all the time. And if you are not winning, you sell off your good pieces. So that way you can win in the future. And that is what the White Sox did before. Yeah. That's the reason why they have what they have now. It's because they, they planned for the future and you know, the planning didn't really work out. So maybe it's time to start rebuilding. Yeah, I agree. I, and I mean, we've seen Cease. We've seen what he is. He's He's got the strikeout potential, but I don't know if, if he's the put butts in the seats kind of guy as much as maybe a young shortstop who, you know, they've compared to, I mean, you know, Carlos Correa when he was coming up type of thing. That, that kind of stuff is what people like to see as an everyday player that puts more butts in the seats. So like you said, everyone's got a price. I agree. You got You have to say who's who's, you know, non-negotiable. But, you know, I think people almost like the challenge, too. I think they're like, eh, it's you sure about that? Yeah, exactly. Sure that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Same thing with Otani, man. Like, exactly. You know, everyone's got their price. The Angels can say, you know, a, a million times that Otani's not for sale. But if you're that far back in the division and yeah. he's leaving the team this after this season anyway, why not get, you know, some really top prospects in return for him? And, and he's yeah. going to get a big return. Yeah, for you sure. Know, for, for whatever team uh, – might trade for him you know i saw i saw like a bleacher report i can't remember exactly who was all on it for like the dodgers package for otani and i was like i don't think that that's even that big if that's actually what's going on i would pull that trigger uh, michael bush bush and like pages or something and those guys are pretty solid but i'm just like i I would i'd pull that trigger right now if if that's if that's what they're wanting do it i think it was like bush bobby miller and um a few other pieces that they said. And honestly for Otani, if I'm, if I'm the Otani, Otani owner, I want more than that. Not not fantasy wise, but you know, right. Right. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So going over these news and notes, we have 52 minutes left. Uh, Major league baseball players association wants to adjust the time on the pitch clock. There have also been discussions about shortening the MOB season, but when owners bring up lowering salaries, the players union quickly changes the topic of discussion. So, um, you know, this is something that we've been talking about kind of off and on all season about the pitch clock that Christian Yelich has said that he would like to see the pitch clock, you know, give me five more seconds. You know, that that's all they're asking for is five more seconds. So I don't see a big deal with that. I don't think MLB would, would see a big deal with that either, especially because this is like a new rule where they didn't really like ease anybody into it. You know, it was just kind of like, this is the rule now. Yeah. Go out there and do it. You know, it it was like a, a few weeks of spring training to get used to it. And then that was it. And we saw in the beginning of the season, a lot of balls and strikes were being called because of the pitch clock. Right. So I, I'd like to see an extra five seconds on the clock. Maybe if there was an extra five seconds, guys like Sandy Alcantara and Alec Manoa and, and um, uh, Lance Lynn, you know, yeah. maybe these guys are the ones that are suffering from the pitch clock. Right. And uh, that would the, maybe help out a little bit. Those who are suffering from the pitch clock, it's is only going to benefit them. Those who are doing good, it's not going to hurt them. Exactly. So I think it's going to just help baseball in general. Yeah. Yes, it's going to make the games a little bit longer. And I know that that's what the whole purpose was. But let's find the happy medium. Let's make baseball better, but also make the games a little bit shorter. And like you said, this is the first year. Let's play with it. If next year, all of a sudden the games are way longer, instead of it being five seconds longer, Hey, Yelich, let's do a happy, you know, let's meet somewhere in the middle and make it three, two seconds longer. And, you know, we got a 
kind of got to deal with what it is. And I think uh, since it's an early new uh, rule, uh, let's play with it and make baseball better. So the, the current rule is 15 seconds with no runners on and 20 seconds with runners on. Why not just make it 20 seconds, you know, all, all yeah. the time? Yep. You know, that, I don't think that's such a big deal. And I think the owners would actually agree with that because concession sales have yeah. dropped dramatically because sure. the games are only two hours and 20 minutes. So absolutely, to, to make the game two hours and 40 minutes, you know, instead of the, the old like three hours and 20 minutes, you're still saving a lot of time. So, bro, you go get you go get a, you know, a dog and a beer and you, you miss a whole inning. Yeah. So or, it's like, or, or more because or of more, you know, yeah. depending on the stadium. Um, yeah. And who's pitching and, you know, like right. <laughs> you know, they go, they go quick and, and they get outs fast. And it's like, there's been times where I go to, to the bathroom at home. I come back and I'm like, what, what happened? Like I just missed right. the whole inning. Like this exactly. is crazy. So, or, or not even like that long. Maybe I'll just go get like a, uh, like, go to my kitchen and just go grab like a snack or something. And then by the time oh. I'm back, it's like, bro, I got, I got two little kids. As soon as one of them asks, Hey daddy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh yeah. What the, what happened? <laughs> Game's over. Like there three outs already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. There, so yeah. there's actually been times when I, I'll just go to the bathroom and then, um, you know, I'll, I'll come back and watch the game and yeah. the, a, a few, seconds goes by maybe even a few minutes and i'll look down at the score and i'm like what the fuck how did the score change what, yeah. what did i miss and then yeah. I, i'm rewinding it to like right. see what happened and then there was a like, double a stolen base and our you know three <laughs> rbis i'm like bro what that's crazy let's see we got a new comment what's up dudes what's up what's up world profound what's up uh, so are welcome. you a, a podcast world profound or or what's up let us know in the comments what yeah welcome Thank you for joining the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to kind of throw it out there again, I said at the beginning of the show, if you could please just like this video. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. We're trying to hit 500 subscribers by yeah. the end of this season. And uh, we have been growing pretty quickly this season. So yeah. it's, uh, it, it's it's nice. It, and, you know, it makes us feel pretty good. So, yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Um, next, we have Cardinals, president of baseball operations, say they will be selling at the deadline with a focus on 2024. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces in the Cardinals system that would be very beneficial for a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot Oof. of teams out there, you know? Yep. Let's see. World Profound says, nah, just a baseball fan who likes podcasts, bro. I appreciate that. Perfect. Man. Thank you for joining in. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we do a fantasy-based episode on Friday nights. And if you would like to hear more about just MLB news and rumors and just kind of everything going on in the baseball world, we have another podcast on Mondays, uh, the same channel. And uh, it, it is two other hosts that do that show. Uh, so yeah, we're here for you Mondays and Fridays, basically every week. So uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, next, we have Otani had a quote. Uh, when asked if reaching the playoffs has become a higher priority at this point in his career, he said those feelings get stronger year by year. It sucks to lose. Uh, he wants to win, so it gets stronger every year. Now, so that was actually the quote from his translator, but translating from Otani. So it looks like Otani wants to get traded, and it looks like he definitely doesn't have the Angels on his radar when it comes to free agency, and I don't think they can afford him anyway. Right. I, I think that they're going to sit down and and they, they need to. They need to just sit down with Otani and be like, are you going to resign with us? Like, let's be honest. And if he says, no, let's be honest, then they're going to, they'd be dumb to not, to not ship him, you know, not yeah. get what they get a haul for him. So I, I think he's like gone. It, I feel like it would be different if it was a 27 year old Mike Trout, you know, yeah. and Otani would be like, I get to play with this guy for the next, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But Trout's been hurt often. He's he's hurt. He's he's 31. You know, I, I feel like he's kind of coming close to the end of his career because he just keeps on getting hurt. He's hurt right now. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna have to change up his game. You know, he's gonna end up being a DH himself. Yeah, and Which he does not want because his glove is incredible. he's a stud. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this, yeah, this injury wasn't even him playing playing the field, but like obviously your your injury risk goes up more doing that. So. Um, talking about the Cardinals, uh, Ken Rosenthal of M of is it ESPN or is it MLB Network now? I'm not sure. I remember I'm he got sure. fired. Uh, yeah. Bob Manfred fired him because of uh, some comments that he made about Manfred himself. But anyway, uh, he's still a, a personality out there. Uh, Flaherty and Jor Jordan Montgomery are as good as gone. So uh, those guys are definitely on the trade block, along with some other guys in the organization. Uh, I feel like everyone needs pitching. You know, and Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery are the ones that people are probably going to be talking about uh, the most. Yeah. 
Uh, Mets manager Buck Showalter spoke about Otani and the possibility of landing a $1 billion deal. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that any team is going to pay a billion dollars for one player. You know, we we've seen $400 million contracts, uh, $500 million contracts. And, um, I, I think that it's going to be closer to like a, like a 600 million, you know, maybe close to 700 million, but a billion dollars crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I feel like for one dude, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. I understand he is a, an elite pitcher and an elite hitter, but that's too much money for just one player. Is yeah. this, I mean, like we've said before, like, you know, you, you can still get hurt and that's, it's still a lot of money into an asset, you know, regardless. I know it's a, it's a person and you know, like it's, but it's a business and it's a lot of money to pay one person. And if that player does get hurt, you're not just losing a batter or a pitcher; you're losing both. Both, yeah. It's it's double the the risk. Yeah, it's it's it won't be that high yet. You know, obviously, you know, contracts keep going up, you know, year by year, inflation, and and players are there's going to be more players, you know, going playing both ways, and uh, you know, eventually, sure, but it's not yet. Yeah, not yet. Let, let's uh, let's have that conversation maybe in about 15, 20 years. I, right. I think that sounds a, bit, a little more plausible. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the White Sox, Giolito, like you said, has been linked to the Dodgers, but also the Reds. And the Reds could really use a starting pitcher in their lineup yeah. as well. So yeah. um, Lance Lynn has been linked to the Rangers. So that's already two uh, two pitchers from the White Sox that have yep. been kind of like already been in talks. So um, that's actually pretty exciting. I would yeah. like to see Lance Lynn in a different uniform. And yep. maybe, maybe there's another team out there that can actually like pull the potential out of him that Sure. Uh, the White Sox have not been able to do. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the White Sox are just very bad at developing their players. Yeah, there there's so many assets on their team that they just don't know what how how to develop them, how to make them any better. Right. Um, I, I mean, wouldn't you love to see Giolito's development with the Dodgers? He's yeah. already pretty solid. You, I mean, he has potential to be so good. The Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Rays are notorious for developing pitching. Yeah. I would love to see him go to any one of those three teams, especially the Dodgers, though, because, you know, I'm a Dodgers guy. Yeah. Uh, Salvador Perez trade. Any potential suitors? Um, You know, actually, I I read something the other day saying that there have not been any talks on Salvador Perez trade. I feel like any team that is in the, the playoff run right now, they have solid catchers in their lineup. Right. I was th- I was looking at that too, and I was going down the list, and I'm like, I think everyone kind of checks checks boxes there, you know? I, I mean, yeah. the, the only team that I can think of that could really use an upgraded catcher is maybe the Padres. Yeah. The Padres are so far like out of first. Like I, I don't know if they would waste a trade on that one. Exactly. Trade for pitching instead. Yeah, I mean, and I was thinking the same thing with like the Yankees. I think that they could use. They could probably use a catcher, but I don't even. I think that that's not high on their priority list. I think they're going to try to go after the big, the bigger guys. You know, it's not not an older catcher. So, yeah, I was I was looking at that too. I'm like, maybe before the season you would say Texas, but Jonah Heim has been insane. So, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, Padres president of baseball operations says that they will be aggressive at the deadline. Have already been linked to the Red Sox, Justin Turner and Adam Duvall. I hate that. Once Me I too. Him, like, what the fuck is going on? I don't yeah. want to see Justin Turner in a Padres uniform. Hold on, hold on. Oh, where is it? Here we go. <laughs> Look at this. This is my boy right there. Yeah. You no. Know? Dude, if you ask Justin Turner, he doesn't want to see himself in a Padre uniform. So. You know that's for sure a rental. If you if if you know, I'm sure. But still, I, I, that would just be so hard to see. I don't I don't want to see that at all. No oh, man. I mean, I I still see Justin Turner as a lifelong Dodger. I don't care if he's on the Red Sox right now. Yeah. It, it's like he he's from Long Beach. You know, yeah. he grew yeah. up a Dodgers fan, and the only reason why he didn't re-sign with the Dodgers is because they only offered him a one year deal. And yeah. He doesn't want one-year deals. He's getting closer to the end of his career. And at the end of your career, if there's other teams that are offering you multi-year deals when you don't know how good your game is going to be the following year, you're going to take that multi-year deal. You know, so it kind of sucks. But I I feel like I'm close enough to Boston where I could, you know, take a drive and go see the the Red Sox play. I actually am going to um, Fenway next month. I'm going to to see uh, the Dodgers. 
when they awesome. that's cool yeah. we're going on the friday night and it's going to be uh mookie bets appreciation night there that's do like a little ceremony for him dude, that's rad that's yeah, cool it's his first game back in fenway since he uh since he got since he left. so that'll be that'll be cool yeah uh like you said earlier the yankees have expressed interest in cody bellinger uh ken rosenthal no i'm sorry i already said that one uh nelson cruz has been dfa'd by the padres which means that there is a dh spot open on their lineup so maybe salvador perez could take yeah a seat and and um i'd hate to see that but yeah yeah uh, i i like salvador perez as a dh he's not oh, for the, sure not the greatest defensive catcher out there he's more known for his bat because uh, yeah. I feel like he's the only catcher out there that could potentially hit 40 home runs. Yeah. Now we've seen that in the past. He is an amazing hitter, but he is a little bit on the older side. Yeah. You know, he's, he's in his uh, younger thirties, but still as a catcher, when you've been doing it for that long, it takes a toll, you know, you're, right. you're out there every single day. It's not like a pitcher where you throw a hundred pitches and then you get to rest for five days. This guy only gets to rest maybe one or two days a week. Right. So um, I, I I'd like to see him in in a different team. You know, wasting yeah. his time in Kansas City kind of sucks for the the greatest catcher. You know, in in the league today. Yeah, greatest hitting catcher anyway. Hitting catcher, yeah. Um. So this this is a some big news that I was reading about because it, it's kind of all over the place. So Oakland's mayor uh, Sheng Thao met with Manfred last Sunday to propose documented evidence for the city's plans to build a new stadium. In order for the A's to relocate, the owners of all 30 teams must take a vote, and there has to be at least a 75% of votes in favor of relocating. So now, with these plans actually in place, maybe the maybe the A's aren't actually moving. You know, yeah. there, there was a reverse boycott uh, with the A's, which basically means A's fans were buying tickets. They were going to the games because they wanted to show that there's still a lot of fans in Oakland. Yeah. They wanted to show the mayor, who, who actually looks like she took it to heart and uh, she wanted the, they wanted to show the owner of the A's like, look, man, we're still fans. We just haven't been going to games because you guys been sucking. So how about you throw some money into the team, into the stadium and, you know, yeah. we'll see the games more often. No one wants to go and see their team lose Dude, and A's, losing over a hundred games a year. Yeah. It's hard to get games. You know? It's hard to go. A's actually have a, like a, A's not actually, but they have a good, great fan base and, you know, younger fans don't really know that because, you know, the A's have been bad for a, a long time. So, but like, you know, I'm talking to my dad and he's like, oh man, the A's and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they've, they've had such great fan base. Like they, and it's, I mean, it's, you know, Northern California, they, they have good fans up there as much as I hate, you know, the Giants and stuff like they, they do. And it's just that, you know, they, if they put some money into it and, and I just, I like the, I like to see the A's. I, maybe it's because they're you know they're cross town rivals of the of the Giants too. But I I would love to see the A's kind of resurge, kind of like how the Reds are doing right now, and yeah, you know they've been bad awesome. for so long. It'd be it would just be good for baseball. Yeah, and and it would be good for the Oakland A's to to get good again. You know, so yeah. They've already re relocated once. They were originally from Philadelphia, right? You know, so. Um, they, they but they've have built a fan base, like you said, right. since they moved. That was decades ago you right. know so almost 100 years ago actually yeah. um so it's it's nice to uh to actually see this from from the mayor of oakland um you know there there's um, a a pretty big gap so california is a very long state you know and in southern california you have three teams that are super close to each other and then you have one that's kind of like central northern which is oakland and then you have the giants which which are basically all the way at the top yeah so um, to kind of get rid of the A's in Central California, like that's a lot of fans that would yeah. be able to watch baseball, you know, uh, at least in person. So I think um, staying in Oakland would be the best thing for the team, especially now that, uh, that there's plans to build a stadium. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, unless you have anything else, we're basically done with the show. We are at an hour and eight minutes. Um, it actually went by really fast. I'm it did. It went by quick. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I guess we're done. So yeah. um, this was Will Power and Kev Mo for Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. And uh, make sure if you haven't already hit that like button on this video and subscribe. And we would really appreciate it. And make sure you tune in for our Monday episode with Carlo Baseball and uh, Ernie Orange. I believe Ernie Orange is on vacation. He might not be able to make it, but hopefully Carlos will still be able to do the show. And uh, that's a wrap. 
thanks for go, uh, joining us, and we appreciate you guys. Later, guys. Let's go Dodgers.